Welcome to Finding the Faith with me, your host, Frida Donnelly, where we explore what matters. Whether it's traversing someone's faith journey, diving deeper into doctrine, or simply enjoying Christian fellowship, I aim to focus on the good and the beautiful to provide you with some respite from the world. If you'd like to join us live, check out Finding the Faith on Rumble every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern. All the links are in the show notes down below. Please remember to rate and subscribe, and I'll see you on the other side. Hey, and welcome to Finding the Faith. I promise this episode will be all treats, no tricks, and I'm so glad that all of you are here. And joining me tonight is my friend, Katie Zed. You probably know her as the queen of Crimeland. Hey, Katie. Hello, everybody. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Good. That's awesome. I so was busy in the chat over there. That's <laughs> I was distracted. <laughs> Understandably, we have the best chat over here. Yes. But yeah, tonight we are going to be talking about All Saints Day, All Souls Day, and Halloween's origins. So that is pretty exciting stuff. Make sure you have your soul cakes or a little snack because we are going to be doing some learning. <laughs> well, Katie already knows this because she's Catholic, but like I'm going to be doing some learning and. Talking you guys through what I learned. <laughs> and Margo's here to fact check, so. But yes, I am Louise Belcher. I got the little dress. I got the hair, <laughs> which is actually my own. That's right, guys. I went pretty much almost black, but like really, really, really dark brown. I love it. Thank you. So one of the things that I thought was really cool from like an English nerd perspective was the etymology of the word holiday. So I figured that would be a solid place to start. The word, the word holiday came from an old English word that was first recorded in 958. Nope. It's BCE, right? Or BC. I think, I, I don't know. I think it's. Your notes say AD, so my notes say AD, but <laughs> I didn't look up the etymology. But I love etymology stuff. Um, BC, thank you guys. See, this is why I need you here. Thank you. Wait, BC rejects Christ's. Okay, well, it was in nine fifty, and. Oh, before common error is the leftist way of denying Christ. It is. Absolutely. So it is AD then. Oh. BCE rejects Christ, but BC doesn't. So I yeah. should say. Say BC. Thank you guys. You're the best. I love you. BC stands for before Christ. AD is after Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the word holiday from an old English word that was first recorded in 950 AD. The first recording recorded spelling as holiday was in 1460 AD, around the Middle English period, and it took on a new meaning as a day when commoners were exempt from labor, but it initially meant holy day. And today, and this little three-day period, is a, um, so we have All Hallows Eve, and then we have All Saints Day, and then we have All Souls Day. All Saints Day is a solemn holy day of the Catholic Church celebrated annually on November 1st. The day is dedicated to the saints of the church, that is, all of those who have attained to heaven, 
and it should not be confused with All Souls Day, which is observed on November 2nd and is dedicated to those who have died and not yet reached heaven. I can remember going to church the day after Halloween every year as a kid for All Saints Day. That's really cool. Did they have like any special... It was basically just celebrating, well, I'm sure you're going to get to it, but it's celebrating mm -hmm. all of the saints that don't have their own holiday. So, like, there's different, you know, St. Joseph's Day and yeah. all these other saints' days. There's, you know, feasts um, and All Saints Day just gets everybody else in there. So they, they all get something. That's awesome. Inclusion is important. Mm -hmm. but, like, true inclusion, not like the leftist kind. Yeah. <laughs> men and men in dresses. Anyways, this episode is not about that. It could turn into that. You never know with me around. <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> so the Pantheon in 609, during the reign of Pope Boniface the Fourth, who reigned from 608 to 615, the Eastern Empire focus gifted a temple in Rome to the Holy See. The temple, which actually still stands today and is still known as the Pantheon, was originally built in the first century. It was destroyed by fire and rebuilt between 118 and 128, and it was a public place to worship and honor all the Roman gods and goddesses, a spectacular monument to pagan Rome. Pope Boniface accepted this temple, removed all the pagan embellishments, all the statues of false gods, and according to legend, he relocated and buried the remains of hundreds of Christian martyrs beneath the Pantheon. The Pope then consecrated the Pantheon as a Christian church to the Blessed Mother, Mary, and all the holy martyrs, which was, if I'm... If I'm pronouncing this right, I, I hope I am. Sinti, <laughs> Mary, and Martese. Sounds right. Go with that. I, I don't speak Italian. <laughs> I, I like between the is costume, like learning Italian. Is it, is it Latin or Italian? I think it's Latin. If you happen to know in the chat, tell <laughs> us. <laughs> it's but I learned Latin in freshman year and then I promptly forgot it. I didn't it, mean to. It's one of the, it's a, I mean, it's a dead language, but there's so many languages that are based on it. So it's good. To yeah. Know. That's why I took it. Cause I am very much a word nerd. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the consecration took place on May 13th. And that was the annual date of the feast of all martyrs for the next 125 years. But how all saints day started in the East. Was. The Church of Antioch kept a commemoration of all holy martyrs on the first Sunday after Pentecost. St. John Chrys Chrysostom, which isn't actually St. John the Baptist. Fun fact. There's going to be a lot of like little fun facts. I actually reached out to Margot in the chat and I was like, is that John the Baptist? Does he Different have a John. Yeah. Different name. So... <laughs> And he served as a preacher at Antioch before he became Patriarch of Constantinople. He delivered annual sermons on the occasion of this festival. They were entitled Praise of All the Holy Martyrs of the Entire World. And in the course of the succeeding centuries, the feast spread through the whole Eastern Church, and by the 7th century, was everywhere kept as a public holy day. Or a public holiday. Yeah. Now, I found this amazing resource for you guys. If you're Catholic, you probably already know about it. But if you don't, it's actually super, super cool. And I have a link to it right here. It's called the franciscanmedia.org. And I want to show you the thing for John. They're going to pronounce his last name properly. So it's going to be okay. <laughs> 
Let me just share the screen. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for September 13th. Today, we celebrate St. John Chrysostom. Born in Antioch, John Chrysostom was ordained at 21 and distinguished himself as an outstanding preacher and a devoted servant of the poor. Moving to the great city of Constantinople, he was made a bishop where he began his service under the cloud of politics. The Bishop of Alexandria wanted his own candidate in charge of Constantinople and, fearing John's power, took steps to discredit the new bishop. Often aloof, outspoken, and zealous, John Chrysostom took few steps to help his own cause. His sermons, sometimes lasting up to two hours, often stung the high and mighty. He consistently called for concrete steps to share wealth with the poor. The empress took offense at his denunciations of the court, and along with Alexandria's bishop sought his banishment. Charges were leveled against John, including that of treason for a sermon that linked the empress with the lurid Jezebel. After several years in exile, St. John Chrysostom died in the year 407. His final words were, Glory to God for all things. A doctor of the church, he is also the patron saint of preachers. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website. And that website is franciscanmedia.org, as you can see, like, right there. So that is a website that I, you'll tell, that I've leaned on for this because it's such an incredible resource. And I thank Margo for sharing that with me. Now, so we can tell he was, he was quite the spite, like, he gave spicy but needed sermons. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really important, even today when it, you know, comes to really standing up for our values and for doctrine. And I really suggest to people, like, if even if you're not Catholic, to uh, look like a saint of the day thing, that these saints are people to look up to and emulate. So even if you're not Catholic, you can still see what they did with their lives and try to be a better person. Exactly. And that's one of the, like, the resources I've really enjoyed to help me doing that. And I know there's mm-hmm. several other resources as well that I'll probably end up sharing throughout this. Now, All Saints Day extended to the West as well. In the West, the Feast of All Holy Martyrs was in- was introduced when Pope Boniface IV was given the ancient Roman temple of the Pantheon by Roman Emperor. Sorry, by Emperor Focus <laughs> and dedicated it to... How often do you think about the Roman Empire? <laughs> Weirdly enough, I think about it more than my husband does. Yeah. <laughs> but also, I listen to a lot of Young Heretics. There you go. So they kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> if you guys are looking for another amazing podcast, I'd definitely check that out if you haven't already. <laughs> he actually just did a whole series on all the virtues, which was really, really awesome. And... With that, um, he was given the ancient Roman temple of the Pantheon by Emperor Focus and dedicated it as a church to the Blessed Virgin Mary and all the martyrs. The date of this dedication was May 13th, and on the state, the feast was then annually held in Rome. 200 years later, Pope Gregory IV transferred the celebration to November 1st. It's <laughs> kind of like a big thing to transfer, right? But that was actually because of the fact that 
um, at least according to some scholars, Viv claimed that the church assigned All Saints Day to November 1st in order to substitute a feast of Christian significance for the pagan Germanic celebrations of the demon cult at the time of the year. Yep. And the reason for the transfer was that the many pilgrims who came to Rome for the feast of the Pantheon could be fed more easily after the harvest than in spring, which makes a lot of sense if you think at, if you look at it like logistically. Absolutely, we got to always be fighting those pagans. Exactly. <laughs> And then the practice, like during that time, um, it had spread, including this memorial, not only all martyrs, but all of the other saints as well. Mm-hmm. And then it spread throughout the entire Latin church. So upon the request of Pope Gregory IV, Emperor Louis the Pious, who was, I believe he was born in 840, he introduced the Feast of All Saints in his territories. With the consent of the bishops of Germany and France, he ordered it to be kept on November 1st in the whole empire. Finally, Pope Sixtus IV, who was who lived in 1484, he established it as a holy day of obligation for the entire Latin Church, giving it a liturgical vigil and octave. So, one of the things that I didn't get a chance to look into was what is an octave? Do you happen to know? Um, not if it doesn't have to do with music. <laughs> Okay. I mean, I can see how, like, he gave it a song. Like, that would make sense. Yeah. that That's the only thing that I can think of for that yeah. mean, right? <clears throat> oh! Octave means an eight-day celebration. Probably stemming <laughs> from the Latin oct, which means eight, like octopus. Yeah. So octave. See? Those Latin lessons are paying off for you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where it's like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify for everybody, it was not a song. It was not a song. I was wrong. It was not a song, which sounds like a song itself. (laughs) And the purpose of the feast is twofold. So as the prayer of the mass states, the merits of all saints are venerated in common by this one celebration. Because a very large number of martyrs and other saints could not be accorded the honor of a special festival, since the days of the year would not suffice for all of these individual celebrations. Because there are so many amazing, you know, saints that have Mm -hmm. lived their lives an incredible manner for us to you know look to and emulate and then the second purpose was given by pope urban the fourth any negligence omission and irreverence committed in the celebration of the saints feast throughout the year is to be atoned for by the faithful and this due honor may still be offered to these saints these people are not without sin we're all obviously sinful so i think that a lot of misconception um with aren't Catholic or Catholics probably is that the saints and they're without sin and things like that. But they're just normal people that tried to live their best life according to the Bible, according to God's word. Um, it's not that they're flawless, you know. That makes a lot of sense. And somebody, I was talking about this episode on Twitter because um, I'd We'd done a whole bunch of research for this. And they were like, okay, well, you're talking about these. What about Samhain? Which is part of the um, the Celtic. Mm-hmm. It came from the ancient Celts. So Halloween originated with a festival called Samhain, which was celebrated by, which was celebrated by the ancient Celts. Words are hard, okay? Samhain was a day to celebrate the year's harvest and to honor the dead. As Christianity took hold in the ancient world, the autumnal observance of Samhain took on a sacred meaning from the church's celebration of All Saints Day, which was originally celebrated in May. Pope Gregory III 
he designated November 1st to honor the saints. The night before was known as Eve of All Hallows. And by the 7th century, those two ancient holidays were merged, marking the Eve of All which when they were merged, they made the Eve of All Hallows, later called Halloween, which is a time to, you know, both acknowledge the passage into death and to celebrate those who have passed on into eternal life. And eat Snickers. Yes. <laughs> actual factual. <laughs> Somebody tipped my husband in Snickers today. And I don't know who you are, but thank you because I'm eating. Yeah, <laughs> that's a great tip. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh. And so um, I thought the liturgical pair for this, it was really, really nice. And I wanted to share it with y'all. It says, um, almighty and eternal God, who has granted us to venerate the merits of all thy saints in one celebration, we beg thee to bestow upon us the desired abundance of thy mercy on account of this great number of intercessors. Generally, All Saints Day is a Catholic... I know. They get you every time. (laughs) Catholic holy day of obligation, meaning all Catholics are required to attend Mass on that day unless they have an excellent excuse such as a serious illness. Other countries have different rules according to their national bishops' conferences. The bishops of each conference have the authority to amend the rules surrounding the obligation of the day. I think it's because of the fact that I'm code switching into all of these different languages and trying to pronounce them by the rules of the languages. Yeah. And when I go back to English, it's just like... You got to pronounce them as an American. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, So that's the kind of old school traditional observance of it. But Mm -hmm. in the modern observance, the week of, during the week preceding All Saints Day, crowds of people may be seen in cemeteries, usually in the evening after work, decorating the graves of their dear loved ones with flowers, tending the lawn, and spreading fresh white gravel around the tombs which i always wondered what like why that was there and now we know how it gets there yeah which was like a fun little fact that i like figured out as i was going through this um this is for all souls day not for all saints day the decoration the yeah which i'm kind of sad because my my dad's grave is in chicago and i'm not so yeah you know it's difficult i can't go to chicago every every year yeah especially from where you're at that's (laughs) quite the track have you all seen the news lately i wouldn't want to go to chicago all the time no (laughs) and if you need more reasons to not go to chicago tune into crime land yeah Yeah, i go over all of it on my channel (laughs) which is actually in the description down below oh i didn't know that um one of our commenters in chat is near chicago oh awesome have a chicago hot dog for me <laughs> please tell me that's not another name for no when it's... you put a hot dog in a twinkie and no. then you spray nacho cheese on it because no 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 it's not that at all okay <laughs> just check it. it's got tomatoes and pickles and bright green relish it's delicious okay <laughs> <laughs> i yeah i've never been to chicago i think i passed through um the airport there on the way to like i don't know florida arizona somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> yeah but yeah <laughs> and then during the week preceding this holiday um crowds of people may be seen in sorry about that <laughs> we already went over that <laughs> 
Um, so with the modern observance, numerous ancient customs are associated with all saints and all souls and have come down through the centuries and are still observed in many countries. Some are of a strictly religious nature, such as the custom of decorating the graves and praying in the cemeteries. This practice is general in all Catholic countries, both in Europe and in America. And on the afternoon of All Saints Day or in the morning of All Souls, the faithful visit each individual grave of relatives and friends. Sometimes the congregation is led by the priest walking in the procession to the cemetery. There they pray for all the holy souls in front of the cemetery chapel, and the priest recites the liturgical prayers for the dead and blesses the graves with holy water. Afterward, the families separate to offer private prayers at the graves of their loved ones. And usually cry a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a celebration, but it's really, it's sad. <laughs> Understandably. I mean, that's all I tend to do when I, you know, go visit the graves of my yeah. loved ones. Especially because I have the precisely like the same exact name as my grandmother. So mm -hmm. it's also like that really weird moment of like looking at a tombstone and being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I cry. I'm, I, a couple of times I went to the grave sites of victims that I've covered on my channel. Yeah. And I just, cause I know there's, I'm getting tear up just thinking about a young girl named Mary Fagan that I covered on my channel and I went to her gravesite and just yeah. wept like a little baby. I she died a hundred years ago. I don't know her. And it's just but something about cemeteries. Yeah, yeah. Something about cemeteries. Yeah. And the research of what happened to her it was absolutely horrible. Mm -hmm. Oh, so. I forgot you helped me research that one. Yeah. 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 At one point I got to like certain parts. I'm like, <laughs> here's yeah. the link. I, I can't. I can't. It, yeah. I can't handle it right now. Oh, but yeah. Um, and so these ancient traditions are still kept. So it's an ancient custom in Catholic, in Catholic sessions of Central Europe to ring the church bells at the approach of dusk on All Saints Day to remind the people to pray for the souls in purgatory. When the pealing of these bells is heard, the families gather in one room of their home, extinguish all other lights, save the blessed candle kept from Candlemas Day which is a different holiday, which is put on the table. Kneeling around it, they say the rosary for the holy souls. On this occasion, as on all others throughout the year, the boys and men lead the prayer by reciting the first part of Hail Mary, while the women respond with the second part. And this liminity of all saints, which is a celebration honoring all men and women who have entered heaven, has a deep spiritual meaning. It includes every soul in heaven. The focus is on particularly on those who lead that extraordinarily holy lives on earth and that the church is canonized as saints. These individuals honored God in a variety of ways through deep prayer and mystical union, through enduring martyrdom or other forms of religious persecution and through acts of service, such as caring for the needy or teaching the faith. Some saints were powerful preachers or miracle workers. Others were leaders, some lived in obscurity, and still others experienced exile or made significant personal sacrifices for their faith. In various ways, these saints glorified God during their lifetimes. And just like we were talking about earlier, they can serve as really great examples for us today. Absolutely. And as Catholics, we all pick a saint for our confirmation name. Um, and we try to find, we're supposed to try to find a saint that we want to emulate. But I think what most people do is they find a name that they like and then find the saint that goes with that name, which I think, because this happens in seventh grade. I don't know how old are you in yeah. seventh grade. Like, 
13 or something. <laughs> something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what I did. But yeah, we would do, do like a whole research project on the saint and do a presentation and the whole thing. I forgot which saint did you end up picking? Emily. Saint okay. Emily. Yeah. I think we talked about this when we did your episode. She, um, she spent her life helping sick people and children. She opened up orphanages and hospitals and she was, this is, I should have looked it up again before this episode, but if I re remember correctly, I'm sure Margo will let me know if I'm wrong in the chat, but I believe she was like on a ship that was lost at sea and she prayed to God and told him that if he delivered her safely, she would spend her life um, dedicated to um she she was doing this from a young age and then mm -hmm. then she's on this ship somewhere and she says if if i'm delivered safely i will spend my life helping sick people and she wherever the boat landed i think it was in like malta or something like that mm -hmm. she ended up on the spot that the ship was delivered safely opened up a hospital and spent the rest of her life there caring for sick people wow yeah that's amazing that's really cool thank you for sharing that again with us i should have become a nurse like if I, like caring for sick people or or orphan like adopted a bunch of kids or something I should have done something more there you can always do more though so I mean if you want to ignore, like if you want to adopt an orphan like I'm right here Katie come okay. <laughs> thanks mom <laughs> oh so as I was going through my research um I found these two passages really special one of them says, by honoring this host of saintly witnesses, we honor and glorify God through their lives. By honoring them, we honor him who made them holy. This liturgical solemnity is but a foretaste of the eternal solemnity of heaven. Heaven will be the external glory of God through the lives of all of the saints. And heaven, the virtues, sacrifices, prayers, and selfless service of all of the saints, will radiate as beacons that eternally manifest the great mercy and goodness of God. Amen. Right? And then the second passage I thought was also really cool. And it gets into um, like different saints and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so honoring the saints also becomes an invitation to each one of us on earth to strive after the holiness the saints attained. The saints give us an example. Their lives are a how-to in the book of holiness. The lives of the super saints, such as the blessed... I'm not calling them that. I'm not, I'm not like saying that like they're um, like comic book characters, like super saint. Super saint. That is kind of fun though. That'd be a fun comic right. book. Right? <laughs> Someone should get on that. Um, but the lives of the super saints, such as the Blessed Virgin Mary and St. Francis of Assisi, Catherine of Siena, Teresa of Avali, Teresa of Leux, Augustine of Hippo, which actually has nothing to do with hippos, which I found fascinating. Did you did you look it up? I did. <laughs> like, oh, hippos, they're cute. <laughs> and Thomas Aquinas should be studied and pondered so that we can learn from their example. And before we get into the super saints, there is a... I want to shout out one of our sponsors who actually has faith as a value that they um, like founded their company on. Skincare is founded on faith, family, and freedom. It's paraben-free, and it's never tested on animals. 
All of these things matter so much to me, as does the fact that they source their ingredients from small American farms. Nimi Skincare loves America just as much as I do. And I know you'll love them too. That's why you should go to NimiSkincare.com and use code BASEDBABE to save 10% off today. That was one of the cool things with the software I was telling you about earlier. Yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, I truly actually do love Nimi Skincare. I wear their sunscreen like every day because, I mean, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) White girls need to stay protected. And all of their products that I've used have been really, really awesome. Um, And you have gorgeous skin, so you're the perfect advertisement for them. Aw, thank you. I honestly needed that. (laughs) (laughs) Now you have great hair and perfect skin. (laughs) Your husband's very lucky. Aw, so is yours. Thank you. And he's also really awesome, too. So you guys guys go together perfectly. (laughs) Now, um, I did want to share this quote by Pope Francis. Aw, my husband in the chat says thanks. (laughs) So Pope Francis said, to see God, to be similar to God, this is our hope. And today, precisely on the day of the saints and before the day for the dead, it is necessary to think a little about hope, this hope that accompanies us in life. There are moments of difficulty in life, but with hope, the soul moves forward and looks toward that which awaits us. And the really cool thing about um, about St. Francis is that he was my papa's confirmation saint. Oh, awesome. Yeah. My, um, I have Irish Catholic roots, mm-hmm. which as a New Englander, like, shocker. <laughs> you could tell. Surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> In the chat, um, someone says, there are so many saints, it's kind of daunting to try to learn about all of them. And I think that's what Franciscan media does so well, mm-hmm. is instead of going like, Okay, here's like 50,000 saints. I don't know the number of the saints I am learning. Don't at me, Margo. But <laughs> like there's just so many. And when you don't know what you don't know, it feels mm-hmm. like there's even more. And so with that, just kind of going like, okay, this is like the saint of the day. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to worry about the other like bajillion. I need to like think about this one. Like think about, you know, what we can learn from their life, how we can apply that to where we're at and whatever season we're in. Yeah, And then really just like, Think about them that day. Absolutely. I like Oh, okay. So apparently it's not because I'm like. So apparently nobody knows the number of saints. There's that many. Interesting. There's a lot. Yeah. Like I know a handful just off the top of my head. Like if I lose my keys, I pray to St. Anthony because he's like the saint for lost things <laughs> so, and I always find my keys or my phone or whatever I'm looking for so it seems to work you know well, that's good um St. Patrick I did a little research project about St. Patrick yeah. so I know about him um St. Emily obviously but yeah yeah I loved your um video your stream on St. Patrick that was really awesome I went oh back and thank that. you yeah yeah I clipped it and put it just separate because that was on somebody else's channel oh, so I clipped okay. it and put it on my own channel yeah <laughs> Because I I enjoyed looking into that because I had no idea the origins. Like you hear like, oh, St. Patrick's and everybody's mm-hmm. drinking beer and like wearing green and stuff. And I'm like, you know, yeah, what's this about? 
yeah i didn't know they used to like just burn people alive and he's like saw that he's like yeah we should probably shouldn't do that let's baptize people instead yeah <laughs> that's the cliff notes version by the way he saw them doing a harvest festival burning people alive and uh said i think it's better if we don't yeah no i don't think god likes that <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. It seems, I don't know, it seems soft, seems packed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> um. So one of the ones that I want to talk about today is in like the Super Saint category. Um, although I don't think that title does enough mm-hmm. to really render the... Um, I don't know. She's She's very special to me, partially yeah. because of the fact that I was partially named after her because there's this law in ireland um that existed for um up until like relatively recently and where when you're born in an irish hospital you have your middle name has to be named after one of the saints oh yeah i didn't know that which is why my papa was a francis i'm a mary Mm -hmm. and so Last week we talked when Jeff was on um, in the episode, it's a wonderful life because it all wears <laughs> puns. Um, yeah. He talked a bit about Mary and everything, but I figured it sounds you know like a good time to think about her again. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus, Mother Mary, whose sacrifice and willingness to be used in God's plan made way for His great sacrifice for us, and to learn why Catholics fervently believe in our sinless nature, you know, check out last week's episode. She was the patron saint of all human beings, especially young children. And I want to just play this little clip from um, Franciscan Media. Ooh, that's a really good question. In the chat, um, do girls have to pick female saints to emulate and boys have to pick male saints to emulate? Or how does that work with names and stuff? I honestly don't know. I believe that that was the case back when I did mine. Um, because I really like St. Francis because he's the saint for animals, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yeah. But I don't know if it was a spoken thing or an unspoken thing, but I don't remember looking at boy names. I mean, that would make sense because it's also like your confirmation name. Yeah. Um, Margo says that it's not required. And as our resident Catholic care, not finding the thing. I trust Margo. <laughs> I trust, I trust Margo. Margo 100%. Yeah. Margo is the best. Um. Oh my God, guys! It's my first rumble rant. Thank you. You know what happens when you get a rumble rant when I'm on your show, right? Yes, Zena gets a treat. Zena gets a treat anytime anybody makes any kind of donations, even if it's me to you. Zena gets a treat. So if you guys come over to my try i do true crime which is completely opposite of like exact polar opposite of this but if anybody donates while i'm live streaming xena gets a treat so xena maybe i'll just switch the camera let me see if i can figure out how to do that when i'm oh i can i can do it yes put the xena cam on xena is katie's super precious pupper who we she's my (laughs) co-host hey xena you got a treat it's from me here you go she barely woke up for it. <laughs> <laughs> She's so cute. 
Oh. Your dogs are absolutely precious. Thank you. One of them's a terrorist, not this one. This is my dog. My husband's dog, a little <laughs> bit of a terrorist. <laughs> but also, isn't your husband's dog like super young though? So yeah, she'll, she'll be a terrorist she'll be a year on December fifteenth. So she's not quite a year old. She's getting better. When she was a puppy, she was super terrorist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you guys, you could do rumble rants all the time here, just so you know. It's it's available. It's an available option to you. <laughs> You're the best. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so Mary was saint of the day for January 1st. And I mean, it makes sense with what an incredible she is. So let's go to Franciscan Media um, right here and let's listen to her little snippet clip thing. This is Franciscan Media's saint of the day for January 1st. Today, we celebrate Mary, the mother of God. We don't need to be reminded, but today's feast celebrates the important part that Mary plays in the incarnation of Jesus. Although fully human, her position in God's redemptive plan is unique. As the bishops proclaimed at the Second Vatican Council, Mary is joined by an inseparable bond to the saving work of her son. The precise title, Mother of God, goes back at least to the third or fourth century. The title in Greek, Theotokos, is translated God-bearer. As comfortable as we are today with the idea of Mary's divine motherhood, the early church struggled with the concept. In the 5th century, Nestorius, the patriarch of Constantinople, argued that Mary was the mother of the human Jesus, but not the mother of the Son of God. The Council of Ephesus was convened in 431 to officially address the question. That council condemned the views of Nestorius and affirmed the teaching that Mary is indeed the mother of God. As we remember Mary's divine motherhood on this octave day of Christmas, we also ask her to join us in praying for world peace. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website. Now, what do you think about that take? Well, I know what the word octave means now, so <laughs> you learn something new every day. Every day. Um, I I don't know. Yeah, Mary's the mother of God. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my take. Oh. <laughs> um, and then another one of these super saint. I don't know. I don't like calling them super saints. It sounds like a cute name, but I feel like it's <laughs> like the cutesiness like almost is like a diminishing. Yeah. Kind I of should like have waited for this one to do the Xena thing. I didn't realize it was coming up. It's all good. <laughs> Um, so St. Francis of Assisi, he was the one who the Franciscan order is named after. He was my Papa's confirmation saint, and he founded the Franciscan orders, including the poor Clares and the lay third order. He and St. Catherine of Siena are the patron saints of Italy. And he is also the patron saint of ecology and of animals. Yes, of animals. I love the animal saint. I love St. Francis. A lot of people in Chicago will have St. Francis, like a statue in front of their mm -hmm. house that's like a bird, like a water or a bird bath or a bird feeder. Mm -hmm. um, and the birds will just flock to him. Yeah. Just, that's just really like cool. in that statue. <laughs> and 
So this is a picture done by um, Scenes from the Life of St. Francis, Scene 7 by Benozo Gauzoli. Perfect. <laughs> I speak Italian. <laughs> as good as Michael Knowles. Nobody clips that. <laughs> this is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 4th. Today we celebrate St. Francis of Assisi. People of all faiths and none hold today's saint in high esteem. Francis took the gospel literally. He joyfully followed all that Jesus said and did without limit and without self-importance. Born into a prosperous Italian merchant family in the late 12th century, Francis longed to be a knight. Serious illness brought the young man to see the emptiness of his life as a leader of Assisi's frolicking youth. Prayer ultimately led him to a self-emptying like that of Christ. Francis gave up every material thing he had. For a time, he was considered wildly eccentric, and yet his sincerity and inner peace attracted followers who desired to join him in a life of prayer and active preaching of the good news. Two years before his death in 1226, at age 44, Francis received the stigmata, the real and painful wounds of Christ, in his hands, feet, and side. Today, the Franciscan family encompasses congregations of men and women religious, third-order regular priests, and secular Franciscan men and women, all claiming St. Francis as their spiritual father. There's more about the saints along with inspiration and Catholic resources at our website, saintoftheday.org. So that's saintoftheday.org if you are interested in learning about the different saints of the day, which was... I. Don't know if I could have put that together without help from Jesus, Margot, and that website. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you to all involved. Um, Catherine of Siena was really, really cool. Um, like I found her particularly fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, when she was 16 years old, motivated by a vision of St. Dominic, she entered the third order of the Dominicans, the female branch known as the Mentelet. She's the patron saint of Europe fire prevention and Italy. I didn't realize she was the fire prevention, but it makes sense. Um, because you always see firemen wearing, I didn't realize what saint it was, but they always have the, it must be St. Catherine. Yeah. And if I can pull this up here, I can show you a really cool picture of her. Um, it was painted by Salco. Selco. <laughs> um, but this is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for April 29th. Today we celebrate Saint Catherine of Siena. From an early age, Catherine of Siena knew and spoke her mind. A bright, happy, imaginative child, Catherine liked to spend hours in prayer alone in a room. At age six, she reported a vision of Jesus. At 12, she told her parents she did not wish to marry. She briefly thought about becoming a nun, but instead chose to remain at home and immerse herself in Dominican spirituality. She devoted herself to the care of the sick during famines and plagues. Catherine also attracted disciples of her own who supported her calls for unity and repentance during a chaotic period of 14th century church history. Though she did not learn to write until later in life, Catherine was a powerful advocate for church reform. She met personally with Pope Gregory XI. His successor, Pope Urban VI, 
valued her advice and her tireless work for church unity. Catherine of Siena left behind nearly 400 letters. Her major work, The Dialogue, is considered a classic among spiritual writings. One of the first of two women to be named a doctor of the church, Catherine died in 1380 and was canonized in 1461. There's more about the saints along with And by now, you know where to find them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Saint of the Day. Was it org? Yes, org. Yes. <laughs> and there were a couple other saints that I wanted to get into. Um, but before we do that, it's actually really cool. Um, somebody who actually had Catherine of Siena as her confirmation saint is Margo in the chat. So that's really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I'm curious, Margo, did they have you do like a little research paper and all that like I did? I know all all churches and dioceses are different, so I don't know if I just know what I know, you know. Yeah, Saint Monica School and Church in Chicago, you know. <laughs> um, so I'm trying to scroll back up to the pronunciation of it, but you know, I'm just I'm just, just wing it. it. <laughs> just do it with confidence. Nobody will know. <laughs> you know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> So, Teresa of Avilea. St. Teresa of Avilea is the patron saint of those who suffer from headaches and migraines, those who are ill, people ridiculed for their religious faith, and Spain. For So, easy way to remember, pain and Spain. Pain and Spain. Pain and Spain. <laughs> it's unclear why St. Teresa was chosen as the patron saint of those with headaches, since there were no records that she herself was afflicted with them. Interesting. So do do with that information what you what you will. Um That's good to know. Next time I have a headache, I'm gonna ask Teresa to help help a sister out. Right? <laughs> At this rate, I should be talking to her every day. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And then there's this amazing um like statue of her that I want to show you guys. So that right there. It's by uh, Bernini. This is Franciscan Media's Saint of the Day for October 15th. Today we celebrate Saint Teresa of Avila. As a woman, Teresa stood on her own two feet, even in the man's world of her time, the 16th century. She entered the Carmelites despite strong opposition from her father. She was also a mystery of paradoxes, wise yet practical, intelligent, yet much in tune with her experiences, a mystic, yet an energetic reformer. Teresa's heart belonged fully to God, and yet her love affair with God was an arduous, lifelong struggle involving ongoing purification and suffering. She clung to God in life and in prayer. Her writings on prayer and contemplation are powerful, practical, and graceful. Teresa spent much of her time and energy seeking to reform herself and the Carmelites, leading them back to the full observance of their rule. She traveled, wrote, and fought, always to renew and to reform. In response, she was often misunderstood, misjudged, and opposed. Still, she founded over a half-dozen new monasteries before her death in 1582. Canonized in 1622, Teresa received the title of Doctor of the Church in 1970. Wow, that's an amazing story. I've never heard of this, this saint. Yeah, There's so many of them. <laughs> there are, which is why I like, 
everybody was awesome on Twitter when I was like, who's your favorite site? They were like, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> Pitt Manning. We've got something for everybody over here in the Catholicism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's really special too, because no matter what you're going through, no matter what phase you're at in your life, mm-hmm. there's somebody that's been through it, has walked with God in that same season and understands yeah. you. Absolutely. And that's something I especially appreciate as you know, when it comes, whether it comes to the saints or whether it comes to my dear friends and the guests that I have on the show. Amazing. Now, um, Tri Lassou, she's the patron saint of florists, foreign missions, loss of parents, priests, and the sick, particularly those with tuberculosis. But she cares about all sick people. I asked her. <laughs> is tuberculosis still a thing do people still get that my babysitter's mom had tuberculosis but she really? like came to hungary in the seven like came from hungary in the 70s so okay i don't know that oh my god i'm so old that was 50 years ago <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i have a guest that's just a couple years older than i am on the show and i should not be ageist like that Bad frida <laughs> A couple, yeah, we'll go with a couple of years. A couple. (laughs) I'm 29, you're 31, you know. Right. (laughs) Oh. And then there was St. Augustine of Hippo. And I had to look this up um, because I was like, oh, he was of Hippo. So he just like, he was down with the hippos, right? (laughs) Like, he was of Hippo. He wasn't a Hippo Crip, but he was, you know, from Hippo. But he's actually the not the patron saint of hippos. He's the patron saint <laughs> of brewers, printers, and theologians. Oh, okay. He's usually invoked against sore eyes and vermin. So if you see a mouse and you're just like, ah! <sighs> you know. Um, pre-congreg- he. I don't was- think St. Francis would like that. He was all about all the animals. So Yeah. <laughs> I think they lived at different times. Um, yeah. Well, also back then rats carried diseases and created plagues so it was probably something good to be scared of you know yeah less you know them sneaking into like where you're trying to like yeah (laughs) it was more of an inconvenience and like horrible thing back in those days whereas today it's just kind of an unpleasantness and type of thing um but he was declared a doctor of the church by pope boniface the the 8th, math, in 1298, he was referred to as Doctor of Grace by popular acclaim, and there were no hippos involved. (laughs) So is hippo a place? It must be, of hippo. I believe it is. Um, If it's cool with you guys, I'll play the St. Francis thing, and I believe that they talk about it there. Oh, awesome. oh, it is. It's a place in Africa. Okay. Uh, makes sense. That's where the hippos are at. Yeah. It checks out. <laughs> this is Franciscan Media Saint of the Day for August 28th. Today we celebrate St. Augustine of Hippo. Augustine is one of the most distinguished theologians in the history of the Church and is the patron saint of theologians. Born in modern-day Algeria in the middle of the 4th century, he was drawn to the life of the flesh as a young man. 
At age 17 or so, he took a concubine, then a common practice. Though he became a lawyer, Augustine preferred the world of ideas, especially theology and philosophy. He moved to Rome, where he taught rhetoric. After trying out a strict religious sect, he found himself captivated by the sermons of the local bishop, now known as St. Ambrose, and by the writings of St. Paul and St. Athanasius. By age 33, Augustine was a baptized Christian, and by 36, he was a priest. By 41, he'd become a bishop known for his special devotion to the poor. Augustine's most famous theological writing is his Confessions, which focuses in part on the nature of evil. The sinner turned saint, a doctor of the church who today is still acclaimed by some and condemned by others, died in the year 430. There's more about the saint. Saintoftheday.org. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's Halloween, but I hope you're not playing a drinking game with my show because, I mean, A, it's a religious show, and B, if it was Saint of the Day, you might have alcohol poisoning. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, and then Thomas Aquinas, he is very well known, especially if you listen to some of my favorite podcasts, but he was known primarily as a brilliant theologian and philosopher and is the patron saint of universities and scholars. St. Thomas Aquinas is an ambassador for education and serves as a wonderful role model for our children. He was also a man of the heart and of humility. There's a bunch of universities, I think, named after him. Maybe not a bunch. But. There seemed to be a fair bit when I was doing my research yeah. into this. Oh, goodness. <laughs> it's a <laughs> Some people in the chat are going to grab their views, but it's a good thing well, that... Uh... It is. I mean, Catholics, we're, you know, it is a religious show, but us Catholics do know how to throw one back. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hear that you're particularly talented in that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who would have told you that. <laughs> I meant Catholics in general. I wasn't coming at you. <laughs> but I mean, I've seen pictures from your 4th of July party, so. Right. Okay. I <laughs> uh, hope to get tickets to that someday. <laughs> Absolutely. So I thought with Katie being on the show, it could be a cool time if you guys wanted to call in. Oh, fun. Yeah, kind of stealing a page from your book. I do that. Yeah, I do call-ins on my show, but it's it's usually more gruesome stuff. Although some saints, there's some hor I should I could do probably a whole crime episode on saints, some of the yeah. stories, you know. <laughs> I mean, that'd be a fun episode. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm going to put the link in the chat, you guys. If you want to click on the link, you don't have to come on on video if you just want to come on on um on audio that way we can like carry you and talk about it make sure if you do call in though that you have some type of headphones so that it's not like Echo when you call into a radio station um but yeah so it, did you do any um <laughs> um yeah so what did you think of like the origins and stuff amazing you did such a great job you're such a good researcher Thank you. I I try. Um, if you guys want a little inside baseball, I have, um, like we were saying, I do a true crime channel. And a couple of occasions, twice now, I think, um, 
I was just too busy to get my research done. I'm usually, I love doing research, which is why I do the type of content that I do. Cause I love digging into like court documents and stuff like that. Um, but just things that were going on in my real life, I just didn't have time to get my episode yeah. together. And to Peter just like dove into it and got it done for me and did an amazing job. So I know that anything that she's saying on air, she has thoroughly researched. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I've thoroughly vetted. I've checked with numerous Catholics. Yep. I have cross-referenced web pages. I have done all of it. I have gone to the third page of Google and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question. When did the candy come in, into it? Because it was, it was a, I, I'm wondering if it has to do with like similar to Mardi Gras where we're about to fast. So we have a day of like eating everything, you know? So I'm wondering if it's because it's the day before the um, holiday, if maybe that's how it came into it originally. I'm not sure. So that actually came from Samhain. Um, so another early Halloween tradition known as guising, it featured children in disguises who would knock on people's doors to collect food for the Samhain celebration. And those traditions evolved into what we now know as modern trick-or-treating in the 1930s mm -hmm. after the sugar rationing of world and then like after the sugar rationing of World War II, manufacturers made candy the popular choice for traditional Halloween treats. Oh, that's fun. I bought my Halloween candy in early October this year and realized today on my lunch break at work that I had eaten all of my Halloween candy that I had bought <laughs> in early October. So I had to run to Aldi on my lunch break and buy more Halloween candy in case kids come to my door. I love Aldi. Aldi is awesome. This is my favorite store. Aldi it's and Lidl. Best. Lidl by you. It's similar to Aldi, but better. We just started getting them here. So might be a southern thing. Hopefully they're like creeping up like the East Coast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so tomorrow is the feast day. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because of the fact that it is a virtual, you know, it's a virtual show. I'm not really there in your living room, even though you're all here in my hearts. Um <laughs> I don't have candy to give you. I'm sorry. But I do know that candy usually goes on sale tomorrow, so you yes. can enjoy that. And I hope you enjoyed the awesome special guest that we had, Katie. It was a real treat having you here with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have been invited back. It means I was interesting enough the first time, so you decided <laughs> to have me back. Yes, and it also means that you're a dear friend whose company I also enjoy. Thank you. Of course, would you like to say a little prayer before we head out? I for me to say a prayer i didn't prepare anything i'm so bad at this but yeah i can say a prayer okay um lord please bless frida and the work that she's doing i believe she's spreading the word your word to many people who may not have listened in a different way and this is the form that it has taken that the word can get across to them uh, bless everybody in the chat, and I hope that you make sure that everyone is safe this Halloween and everyone has good health and their friends and family all have good health, and praise be thy name. Amen. Amen. That was a beautiful prayer. I was like, I'm not good on the spot. I really have to have everything scripted. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it was beautiful. And I think sometimes it's really, you know, precious to Jesus when we speak to him from our hearts. Yeah. So thank you so much for coming out, guys. I will see y'all next Tuesday. And hopefully I will see you soon as well, Katie.
Absolutely. We'll be in touch. We talk almost yeah. every day. <laughs> we actually do. <laughs> oh. So thank you all and God bless. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, kindly do me a favor and leave me a five-star rating on your favorite podcast app. My podcast is available wherever you can listen, and it's also available live on Rumble on Tuesday evenings at 7 p.m. Eastern. I hope you can join us in whatever format works best for you. Please tell somebody that you care about about this episode so that I can spread my work and encourage more people. And remember, stay based and stay blessed.